I'm Dr. Lara Devgan. I'm a plastic surgeon in New York City, the CEO of Scientific Beauty, and of course, a major beauty enthusiast. You are listening to Beauty Bosses, where we chat with fellow industry leaders who are shaping beauty, fashion, wellness, and all things pretty. Hi everyone, I'm so pleased to welcome Divya Gugnani, co-founder of Wander Beauty, to today's episode of Beauty Bosses. This is episode 25, and welcome Divya. Thank you for having me. I'm so happy that you're here. Um, so Divya is an amazing woman. She is... Says a, the amazing woman. <laughs> she's a mom of two, a serial entrepreneur, and um, in addition to a storied history at Cornell and Harvard Business School and Culinary School and all sorts of different adventures. Apparently I like to go to school. Apparently you like to go to school. Um, She is also the former Vice President of Innovation at QVC and now Divya and um, model Lindsay Ellington are um, co-founders of Wander Beauty. Yes. So tell us a little bit about Wander Beauty. So Lindsay and I actually met at a party Mm-hmm. Um, celebrity hairdresser friend of ours and we bonded over our love of beauty and our love of travel but we realized we also had something else in common we're both time-starved women on the go and when we I am too exactly you are too I feel like and as all? are many women are, <laughs> as are many women and so we had lunch when we first met and we really came up with this whole idea of like you're busy I'm busy I'm playing trains and automobiles you're playing trains and automobiles like why is no one talking to us in the beauty space? Like, why is there no brand that's speaking to us? There's all this artistry stuff about, you know, tons of shadows and powders and brushes and colors and trends. And like, I'm a mom who like literally was going to work in the morning and putting my iPhone on camera mode, putting like skincare and concealer on and like trying to and, like mascara look, in the Uber and yeah, stuff and, like, like that. Yeah, like trying to look like I slept last night, which I didn't. <laughs> and then I'm like, why is there no brand that's talking to me? Like there's all this millennial stuff happening. There's all this like artistry exactly. stuff happening. And like, I just want fuss-free, foolproof stuff I can do myself. And there was no brand doing that. So the whole premise behind Wander was to serve these women who are not being spoken to, time-starved women on the go, whether they're professional women, whether they're moms or whether they're us, which is the working mom, which is like the double whammy. So really doesn't have time and is constantly on the move. And so the idea was let's give her fewer, better beauty essentials. And that's really the whole brand. And I really love that because I look at these contouring demo makeup application videos with such like because adoration. Because you have so much time for contouring with like, like they're so six now. <laughs> so, oh god you're right. Um, I look at these gorgeous women who are doing these elaborate 25 stage makeup routines where they like you know look amazing um but kind of like unicorns, like who? How could I ever do that? Like I have, With six I have kids, like, it's not, it's I have not on the three schedule. seconds flat to get ready in the morning. That, so I feel point. like this is amazing. That's exactly okay. right. And then fewer, better beauty essentials. So that really comes down to let's streamline your beauty routine. Mm-hmm. Let's give you fewer things that do more, and then at the same time, let's make it essentials. 
things you grab for every day. We want to own the beauty routine of this woman. So we started with color cosmetics and really came at it with a real multitasking point of view. Let's give you things that are double-sided, multi-use componentry. So you're going to take each formula that's enriched with amazing and global skincare ingredients, hence the name Wander, um, because that's the global inspiration. So things like marula oil from South Africa, mango seed butter from India, sunflower oil from France. So taking all this incredible enriching ingredients and vitamins um, from all over the world, putting them in every formula, creating a multi-use application. So you're gonna use one thing on your cheeks, your lips, your face, your body. Like it's just multi-use across the board. So you're gonna really save time and save space. That's awesome. I really like that. But before Wander Beauty, yes. you were not always a beauty guru, entrepreneur genius. Um, tell was, us about tell us about oh some God. of your kind of early stage ideas. And so you met Lindsay at a party. The two of you guys had lunch together. Coffee. Yes, I invited her over to my house. I was nursing my newborn baby and was like, I can't leave the house. Would you like to come there and have lunch with me? Um, so how did you go from that stage where you're bouncing ideas off of each other into a company? Talk us through some of the early moments. So I apparently have entrepreneurial blood because my dad is an entrepreneur and I, growing up in that environment, felt like I would never be an entrepreneur. I was like, I want the stable job. I want the like stable career. I don't want to be like the ups, the downs, the like, everything's amazing. Everything's miserable. Um, but I fell into it. So my first company actually started many years ago in the auto parts space. I sold that company. I started another company in the culinary space. I used to host a short form show on NBC local called behind the burner, um, on the weekend today show and do a small segment for them. Um, which was on O and O's, which is the regional, uh, TV network. So New York, Boston, Dallas, Texas, all that stuff. So, um, and then I launched another company, my third company, which was Send the Trend, which was a fashion accessories and beauty subscription. And that uh, we raised venture financing for, and I sold it 11 months later to QVC. So then I ran into the role at QVC of running digital innovation. And at QVC, the beauty business was really booming. I had this incredible opportunity to work with so many founders and to really understand the landscape of beauty, really understand formula, understand product innovation, messaging. And I always had a passion for beauty, even as a young child and watching my mom in the 70s with the blue eyeshadow and the bell bottoms. Oh, yes, um, I love that. <laughs> and the time I rinsed her contacts down the drain, which was not my finest moment. Um, she's like, I have to go out with your dad and you just put my contacts down the drain. <laughs> and in that area, it takes like <laughs> six months to get new contact classes. It was like crazy. But um, so I've always had a love of beauty, but I'm a minimalist. Like I just, I feel like you need the basics you want. Less is more. I'm constantly traveling. I'm traveling for work. I'm traveling for pleasure. I, I'm always on the go and I'm just like, I'm the efficient packer who like takes a carry on. So I, I love beauty and I love great ingredients. I love um, the experience of feeling like yourself, but better. Um, but I just want, I want the best stuff. Like I, and decision-making is also really tough for me. Like I don't like to go to stores because I get overwhelmed with so much choice and selection. I just want someone to tell me like, these are the five things you need this season. So I feel like we want to be that kind of authority for women in the beauty space. Okay. That's very cool. Um, so you guys were kind of 
brainstorming this yes. idea and then it just did happened. you yeah did you reach out to contacts that you had in the beauty space to try to get your first set of samples and your you yeah know, it was pretty formulas much, and things like that exactly so Lindsay and I kind of conceived the idea of Wander Beauty sitting on my living room couch well, the first step was to survey women so we really said okay we feel like we're sitting in this bucket that's not being spoken to and we're time starved and we're on the go. Are there other women and what are their pain points? I found as a serial entrepreneur that the most successful businesses that I've backed even as an angel investor or that I've run as an entrepreneur had been focused around problem solution. So this notion of women have a problem in their lives, can I solve it? Can I create something to make their life easier and better? And so we surveyed 100 women from 18 to 74 different skin tones, different age groups, different ethnicities, and the same pain points kept coming out in the survey. I have too many things. I don't know how to use them. I have dirty um, brushes. I have cracked powders in my bag. I'm traveling for work. I'm traveling, I'm going to the gym. I'm living an active lifestyle. I'm going hiking. Like I just want three things that can like solve my life in the beauty space. And I'm too overwhelmed with a lot of noise. And so we knew there was an opportunity. And so we just took from that the branding of who we were. It really was inspired by real women and real people with real problems. Um, and we solved a problem. Our first launch product was the on the glow blush and illuminator, double sided lip and cheek on one side, nude illuminator on the other side. And it was just instant success. It was instant customer top rated, instant bestseller. Um, and we said, okay, we have one product and like people are buying it. And like ten, we made 10,000 units of it. I used my own savings for it. And we're like, hmm, oh, we have a company. Let's do something now. Like, and then that's how we kind of evolved from place to place. Did you sell out of those ten thousand units like right away in the first month, or how long did it take you to move those? I products? would say the first couple months. First couple. Yeah, of months. it was definitely crazy because when we talked to retailers on the retail side, they wanted to see a collection. Mm -hmm. They said, "Where's the collection?" I said, "That's my point." I'm not the collection. Yeah, I don't I want, want a million I don't want, right? I, my whole point is that I actually think one important thing about branding is when you're launching a business is having everyone focus around one product. If you're going to launch a physical product or a physical ser like or a service, it should really be a fine-tuned message around one thing that you're doing so that there's no confusion. Like the issue is if I did a collection, it would have been one editor, beauty editor is talking about my lipstick and one blogger is talking about my mascara. And then third influence, beauty influencer on Instagram is talking about my brow product. And then how do you build any momentum for your brand around right. messaging when they're all talking about different things and different experiences? I wanted one product that everyone was talking about simultaneously. The press, the influencers, the retailers, that everyone was talking about one thing. And that was this Wander Beauty multitasking stick you can use 20 ways. And we showed a lot of powerful video content to kind of unlock that experience. Yeah, so how did you do that early stage marketing for that product? Like, how did people hear about it? How did we anyone even know to buy it? Literally filmed a bunch of videos in my living room with a light and a camera, and that was it. It was just like, let's bring this to life. Let's show real women applying and using this, and let's just put it everywhere we could. And that was really the strategy. It was a, it was a concentrated strategy around getting some momentum around the beauty space on the press side and talking to editors um, and kind of getting that credibility. We launched um, with Netaporte early on and that was really a great experience and they're really looked at as 
an authority in the fashion and beauty space and a very curated edited selection of products that you'll know and love. So I feel like that was a good move to get early brand awareness. Um, email campaigns, direct to consumer stuff, like I mean, it really was organic. It was no money, nothing at all, no marketing budget, no marketing person. The funniest thing ever is that we're three years old and I just hired my first marketing person in April. And it was like, oh, they're like, you run a brand that does tens of millions of dollars of sales. I was like, and I have no marketing person because we're so product centric and we're so consumer driven. We have a maniacal obsession with the customer and what she wants. And that's our marketing. It's leveraging that information that we get from her into influencing our product development cycle and serving her. And that's what the brand is. Yeah. That's really great because you're kind of keeping it simple. And very so simple. it's very genuine. Yeah, it's, it completely comes from a place of authenticity. There's no person in some white lab coat creating stuff in a vacuum that they think the market wants mm -hmm. um, and marketing it and pushing marketing out at anyone. We don't believe in that. Like We just don't even do that. It all comes from a genuine place of our client calls and wants this. Like when we had our first foundation was a stick foundation because it made sense. It's something in a stick. It's portable. It's precise. You can take it to the gym. You can travel with it. You can use it in the subway on the you way to work. You don't a million tools. You yeah. just put it on your face and you swipe and you pat and you're done. And it's like not a liquid. It's not messy. Um, it doesn't need tools and applicators. And people just emailed us incessantly like, but make a powder, but make a powder, but I wear powder, but I look like I have this kind of skin and that kind of skin and make a powder. And I was like, powder foundation is for like, it makes you look 100 years old. It like gets in those fine lines and wrinkles and um, it really makes, especially mature skin, just look way more mature. And I want to be going in the opposite direction. I want to be looking younger, not older. So I was like, powder foundation is not for me. Like I just, it doesn't feel authentic to the brand and who we are. And so I worked very closely with this chemist and Lindsay and I um, worked on this formula, which is really innovative. And it essentially is a liquid. We love the coverage of liquid. We love this idea of, a liquid foundation makes your face look flawless, but it's messy and it's not travel friendly. And so we created a liquid that we transformed into a powder through a proprietary process um, with a very innovative chemist in Korea who had never done this before for anyone. And it's like one of our best-selling SKUs. It's our Wanderlust Powder Foundation. And it's a powder that doesn't act or look like a powder. Um, it actually makes you look younger rather than older. Amazing. And it's got full coverage. So how many products do you guys have now in terms of We have SKUs? about 70 active SKUs right now. And okay. We, and we have 14 new launches between July 10th, which our Wanderous Fever palette is launching, till November. We have 14 new SKUs coming, so a lot of newness. Okay, amazing. And you feel like customers are still able to figure out their three to five, like, go-to's in that. And I think a lot of this stuff yeah. is like limited edition holiday sets or it's the same skew in a different configuration. So the core assortment I would say is like the holy 10. We call it like the holy 10. There's like a holy 10 things that we make that everyone really like loves. And then there's just different variations and versions of Okay, so what is your version of like Desert Island Beauty? Oh, Let's God. say you can only have three beauty products um, from your line. Yes. And that's all that you have for a one-month period. Which three? It's a no-brainer. It would be the Glow Ahead face oil, which is like what I describe as the Tesla face oils. It's really, really innovative. It's got an incredible proprietary blend of 
eight oils that do everything for your skin that you want it to do. It's got photosterols, it's got polyphenols, it's got all these incredible ingredients. So I love that and it's travel friendly. You can take it with anywhere. And I've got dry skin and I've got thyroid issues. So for me, hydration is key. Mm -hmm. um, and also as we age, we produce less collagen in our skin and the existing collagen we have starts to break down. So this really, the raspberry seed oil in there and the alpha linoleic acid, like they're all great for that. So I, um, Glowhead is hands down. Okay. I would say concealer has okay. to happen. <laughs> Mommy multitasking must have. Like inherited these dark eye bags that I cry over at all times. Um, so I cannot leave anywhere without concealer. So concealer is holy grail. And then I would just say our beach balm. I love our beach balm. It's just a really great hydrating um, lip treatment and I have very dry lips. And then I also use it on my cheeks. So I'd say those three are the ones that I really care about. Okay. And, and I can have radiant glowing skin that's covered uh, where I need to. So any age spots, sunspots, imperfections are going to be dealt with with a concealer. And then, you know, glossy lips and uh, cheeks, which is what I want. Can't argue with that. Can't argue with that. Okay, so if someone has never worn a stitch of makeup and they're just, like, not into it and they're yeah. very much newbies into this space, what's kind of a one product that would be that would sort of make someone who's not really a believer believe in the concept of a little bit of the right kind of makeup can make you feel like a new person? Um, I think the On The Glow. I think that's a on great glow. one. Okay. On The Glow is great. It's good lips and cheeks and a nude glow illuminator. For me, I feel like highlighting, it just, it looks like you had a facial or you went to yoga. It's just that kind of lit from within radiance that mm -hmm. makes us feel confident and look youthful. So you just think a little bit of highlighter, a little bit of lip and cheek kind of pulls your whole face together and makes you look polished. Personally, I think it's good to start with skin. I think we have a lot of stuff on the skin front that's really innovative. And I, I totally think you care about your that. skin. Yeah, start with skin. And like skin, you yeah. yeah, exactly. Because your skin, skin is, is what, always going to be in. And that's what gives you the gestalt feeling of somebody's yes. age and health and sort of overall health status and... If you have great skin, then you read as a fresher, younger, healthier version of yourself. Absolutely. I think skin is critical. Skin and I think is ingredients in. <laughs> really matter. Yeah. I think, you know, the fact that we're clean beauty and that we really use clean ingredients, we're free of phthalates, mineral oils, synthetic fragrance, we're cruelty-free, that matters. Like, you want stuff that's working with your skin, not against it. Exactly. Um, okay, so now let's talk a little bit about the business side of yeah. Wander Beauty because I think your company is really interesting since you are really doing innovative stuff in the e-commerce space. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of what you're doing is um, kind of bringing the consumer experience direct to somebody's laptop or cell phone, and I think that that's very special. So. Um, You've had a lot of amazing success in terms of brick and mortar. So Wander Beauty is in 350 Sephoras in the U.S. and Canada, Southeast Asia, Australia, New Zealand. Those are additional. So, so 350 stores is the U.S. and Canada alone, and then and that's in the scattered many Sephora others in yeah. those other regions. And then I have, and then we're in all three Southeast Asia, Australia, and New Zealand online. Yeah. Okay, perfect. I'm growing. And Nordstrom.com, you've done stuff with Revolve and Birchbox. Um, and Nordstrom stores across the Nordstrom country Nordstrom stores are yeah. coming soon. So what percentage of your business would you say is brick and mortar versus 
electronic. It's so interesting. So for us, on any given month, we're typically about 80% e-com, 20% wholesale. So our e-com business is pretty large size and growing very, very rapidly. Um, I think owning that direct connection to the customer is very powerful for us and it's very important to us. So we prioritize it as such. I think um, the reality is the beauty customer today, she shops multi-channel. She's an omni-channel shopper. She's potentially drinking a glass of red wine on her iPad, shopping wanderbeauty.com at nine o'clock at night. She may be on the weekend running errands and dropping into a Sephora or Nordstrom and picking something up. So I think that there's this omni-channel experience of testing, trying, engaging, replenishing, through all different channels and online and brick and mortar. So I don't discount any one channel. I would say that our magic has really been e-com and that's where we have been focused. Um, and that's you know what's really working for us. That's really cool. Um, within e-commerce, are you feeling like people want to have a relationship with wanderbeauty.com or do you feel like they want to go to other websites that also carry your products? and find you through those channels. It's both, it's both. So it may be a discovery through another um, retailer, but they may come back and replenish on our site. Um, I think there's a lot of things that we kind of uh, own the experience around. So for example, like informational content, um, multimedia content around bringing those multitaskers to life, that helps people drive to our account. So give, being the, A, releasing things first on our site obviously gives us momentum to capture sales initially. Then I think also the experience around, we talked about the Wanderlust Powder Foundation, which is a huge seller for us. The Dualist um, Illuminating and Matte Concealer are, is another great seller for us. Just the ability to like see it on different skin tones on our site, experience the products, see video content. I think all of that adds to the experience and allows her to want to shop with us. It's a different experience on our site. It's also, we get so many customers coming in from mobile and we're mobile optimized and we're really focused on that mobile experience and I think that matters. What advice do you have for entrepreneurs who are kind of looking to start a company, whether it's in beauty or in any space? Like, are there kind of three key pillars that you would give? I definitely you know, let's say it's, you're looking at a 25 year old who's like just starting their first great idea. I think the first thing is, um, all about problem solution. It's like, is your business solving a problem in someone's life? Um, because I think that's very powerful. Not every business solves a problem, but I, I definitely think that when you're focused on solving a problem, the traction initially is easier. We always like have the sense check in venture capital. It's like, are the dogs eating the dog food? Is there early traction? And you get a lot of early traction if you are focused on problem solution. So I would say that's important. Um, I think market research is critical. Customer research is critical. I think people just like think they have a great idea because it's a great idea for them and their five friends, but like that's not the rest of America or the, or the, or world. the world. We live right. in a global economy. We are global citizens. And I think that having a brand that translates across different cultures and ethnicities and languages and skin tones is all very important to me as an entrepreneur. So I think that taking the time to do focus groups and understand your customer and understand the larger impact of your brand overall is important before you start. Um, and I think that another key piece is like, it's all about people. I think the most successful businesses have been focused around having the right team around the opportunity. As a CEO, as a founder, you have a certain vision 
And if you want to turn that vision into reality, you have to right, have to have the right people around you to create that success. And so I think that hiring people who add additional skills to the pie and make the pie bigger is important. I think when I look at myself as a CEO and I look at my executive management team, everyone on my team who is on that senior team actually makes the pie bigger. They know something really, really well that I don't know that they're bringing to the organization. They're creating a larger opportunity for our business because they may be a specialist in ops and have done it for many years and know what they're doing. Or they may have a true passion for product and have every sort of competitive benchmark out there. So I think in putting the team together, it's critical that you assess your own skills and really value what your strengths are, but also look at what your weaknesses are and hire to fill in gaps that you have in your own skill set. Yeah, like your cabinet, your company cabinet. How exactly. Big, how big is your company at this point? Um, Size-wise, I mean, revenue-wise, we don't disclose. We're actually growing very rapidly. So last year to this year, we'll grow about four to five times in terms of revenue. Um, and team-wise, we're, we're growing very rapidly. Like, we're pretty much hiring, like, a, a couple people a month um, and, and growing the team. So it's been very interesting. Rapid growth phase. Being, yeah. yeah. It's been very interesting from being in my living room and launching our first product to being in our midtown office and constantly feeling like, do we have enough desks? So um, so it's, it's interesting. It's a lot of fun. I, I'm really enjoying it, and I think that – one of the things that goes back to team is like creating that culture is that when you, when you have that early time with those early people, it's that they share your values, um, they understand your expectations, your work processes, and like setting that tone with the senior team because then as layers of the organization get built in, you can't, like at this point, I can't spend time with every person who works at Wander. I can't do a one-on-one meeting with them. There's not that ability to do any of that. And so it's about creating that culture at the senior level so that they can actually have that boil down and to it permeates everybody across kind of all levels of yeah. the team. And it's really about being a team and not having this whole management structure. It's about working together and, you know, I throw out garbage all the time. Like I, today, on my before I came here, um, we had a lot of furniture deliveries and a lot of stuff going <laughs> on. And before I leave the office every day, I, I help throw out garbage. I just like, yeah. it's like, a, it's a small thing, but it's like, we're all in this together. We're all doing this. We're a startup. We're lean. Um, we haven't raised a lot of money. We've grown tremendously well. And um, and that's our focus. Like, it's about really sharing that value system and having everyone believe in the same thing. What are your goals for Wander Beauty? Are you thinking about, you know, growing it, taking it public, getting investors? Are you thinking about selling the company? Are you thinking about keeping it and developing it further? What wow, you- we've had a lot of those different options. So yeah. on the financing front, we've had a lot of different opportunities there. We've raised a little bit of money. Um, we are definitely growing in our very attractive candidate for financing, I would say. And um, for me as an entrepreneur and CEO, I think preserving ownership is very important because I really love the brand. I love what I'm doing. I enjoy it so much that it's it's not about having that quick experience of flipping it because we could do that. At this point, we've had offers um, to buy the business and we've turned them down because I just I'm loving what I'm doing I just like there's a true passion and excitement around every day going to work and feeling so energized by it and feeling so challenged by all the challenges we have every day and like I don't want it to ever stop I think it was really really hard just personally as a mother when I had very young kids and I'm starting a company at the same time it was 
very painful for me and very different moments. There were times where I was just like, God, I just wish I wasn't doing this anymore. Like I would sell the brand tomorrow for $0 to anyone who would take it <laughs> because I was just exhausted, just working around the clock, putting in a lot of hours, hiring, growing, having two children who wanted my attention all the time, being that mother who wasn't dropping off to school, wasn't picking up, wasn't at a lot of the activities And that the can kids. be so painful, right? It's, it's a very painful that personal experience. experience. Yeah. And you're just like, you know, and then the moms at school and then the teacher who wants to rub in that, oh, it's so nice to see you because I haven't seen you in so long. Like, you know, it's just like, you know what? I'm building a business, like, and I'm having kids. And it's so important to me that when my children come home, I'm actually give some quality time with them as opposed to showing my face at school. So I think that's important to show your face at school. Just for me at this very minute in my life, it's something that I can't do all yeah. the time. It's something I can't do and I own that. But you know, your kids get something out of seeing you yeah. go into the real world and build this amazing brand. Yeah, it's, and, it's you know, very tough. It's very challenging it's very and I tough. dealt with and the I, same I, feelings myself. And I don't yeah. know who does it well and like people are like oh you can have it all like I believe you can have it all but I believe you can't have it all at the same time mm-hmm. so I think there are phases in your life where like you're you know there were phases in my life where I was like you know what I worked from home when we first launched this brand it was a personal choice I literally had the whole team coming to my house I had the space for it I was very lucky and I had amazing people who understood my predicament I had two young children I had to be around, I wanted to be around. It was a priority to me as a mother. I wanted to have a business, like I wanted to do it all. And I just kind of did it and made it happen. Um, and then we grew and we had to move and we had to move again. And we, you know, it's like, you know, we kept growing and like, it's, um, it's always a balancing act of, am I spending time with them? Am I spending time at work? But when I'm at work, I'm very present at work. I'm very engaged and I'm doing everything I can to move the ball forward. And when I'm at home and I'm with the kids, I'm very present and involved and like, teaching them and spending that quality time and understanding their emotional, being in tune with their emotional needs more than anything. Their physical needs, yes, like a lot of people can take care of the physical needs, but the emotional needs as a mother is something that is such a high priority to me and I need to be in tune with that every single day and that is big for me. That's bigger for me than pretty much everything else. And then, you know, they go to sleep at 6.30, which is an amazing thing. And then I'm back That's at work amazing. every night. <laughs> like every single day I get sleep at 6.30, so... I'm back online, I'm working, I have conference calls with, you know, Korea every Wednesday. We do a lot of product development there and I I just do it, you know, and there's a lot of personal sacrifice that's involved. Like, am I in the best shape that I could be in? Absolutely not. Do I get enough exercise? No. Like, there's a lot of things that fall by the wayside when you're building a brand and you're having a family and you just have to prioritize and be, you know, do the best you can. Like, I try and eat clean and eat healthy and... I swim, but you know, I don't get the kind of physical activity I would love that I would get if I had more time. Yeah, there are always hidden sacrifices no matter how yeah. you choose. You can't be good at everything. Different you have to pick your lanes and yeah. you have to do whatever you can and be, do it to the fullest extent. I'm, I don't entertain as much as I would like to. I don't cook as much as I would like to. I, there's a lot of stuff that you just, you can't do everything all the time, but you can try and have moments where you get to do the things you really love because that's important too. It's Life is for me is work, but it's, beyond that, there's a lot of stuff that fulfills me. And it's important that I have moments of time where I do those things. Yeah. 
So we like to gift everyone who's a guest on our podcast some products from mm-hmm. the Scientific Beauty line. And I know that you're a beauty maven and you have a medicine cabinet filled with all sorts of amazingness. I do. Um, but, you know, if there's any product. Yeah, it's the you... glow serum. Okay. I'm all about the retinol overnight. That <laughs> okay. needs to happen for me. So we're going to do that for you and we'll um, we'll make sure that Lindsay gets some goodies yes, too. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Um, I'd like to ask you kind of as a closing philosophical thought um, to tell us what beauty means to you and what being a boss means to you. So beauty to me means being the best version of yourself. I don't believe in beauty as transformation into another person or persona. I think that's totally fine for some people, but for me personally, beauty is being me and just feeling like a better, more confident version of me. So that's what I view and perceive as beauty. Beauty is really confidence and feeling happy and secure and like using the right tools to get there and give you a little help because we could all use a little help. Um, And I think being a boss is um, less about being a boss and more about being a team player. I think my philosophy of being a boss is empowering people to make decisions and giving them the rope, giving them enough rope that they can actually feel autonomous, but not too much that they're going to hang themselves. So I feel <laughs> like the hey, delicate balance, the delicate balance right of like, there, right? I really believe in having the right people around you and that part of being a boss is getting those right people around you. I love that. Well, thank you so much for being here. This was so fun. Super fun. And um, I can't wait to see all the amazing things that are in store for you.